CDC is the only bank devoted exclusively to entrepreneurs, and we're committed to the success of women entrepreneurs and majority women-owned companies across Canada. As a proud partner of the Thrive Podcast, we're here to help you start, grow, or scale your business. Find out more at bdc.ca forward slash women today. Scotiabank is proud to co-present the Thrive Podcast for Women Entrepreneurs. Through the Scotiabank Women Initiative, Scotiabank aims to help advance women-led businesses with access to capital, education, and mentorship. To learn more, visit scotiabankwomeninitiative.com. Your insurance needs are as unique as the work you do and the industry you're in. Having the right protection in place is just the start. There's so much you can do to mitigate risks to your business for today and as you grow. At Sovereign Insurance, we're here to help with valuable information, insights, tips, and tools to help you protect your operations. Visit SovereignInsurance.ca to learn more. I landed a contract in Italy, but I need five freelancers to make it happen. I said, sure, let's chat over coffee. With Export Development Canada, risk doesn't stop you. EDC, take on the world. You're listening to The Thrive Podcast on the Startup Canada Podcast Network, where we help women entrepreneurs start and build thriving businesses. On The Thrive Podcast, we connect you with leading experts, entrepreneurs, and organizations that provide capital, mentorship, training, tools, and other support to help you make your vision a reality even faster. This podcast is presented in partnership with Business Development Bank of Canada and Scotiabank. Make your way over to startupcan.ca forward slash podcasts to subscribe to the Thrive community and subscribe to listen to this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Google Play Music. Finally, we'd love for you to rate this podcast and leave a review on iTunes for the chance to have it read on air. We want these shows to impact as many people as possible and your reviews will help us get there. I'm your host, Gomal Minhas, founder of CoreSpace, your one-stop shop for all things work, wellness, and impact. Visit kaur.space to find out more. I'm also the producer of Dream Girl, the documentary film showcasing the lives of inspiring and ambitious female entrepreneurs that we premiered at the Obama White House. I'm so happy to be here today. Welcome to the show. Jennifer Cook joined Expert Development Canada in 2010 to pursue her passion of working directly with Canadian entrepreneurs and their companies to help them succeed in international markets. EDC is a financial crown corporation dedicated to helping Canadian companies of all sizes succeed on the world stage. In her role as the corporate lead for EDC's Women in Trade strategy, 100% of Jennifer's time is focused specifically on helping more women entrepreneurs export to grow their business. Currently, only 16% of Canadian SMEs, small medium enterprises, are majority owned by women, and only 11% of them are exporters. She believes that unlocking the untapped potential and empowering more women-owned and led businesses to go grow and succeed globally would have an outsized impact on the Canadian economy. As international risk experts, EDC equips Canadian companies with the tools they need, the trade knowledge, financing solutions, equity, insurance, and connections to take on the world with confidence. Welcome to the show, Jennifer. Thank you. It's great to be here. To share a little bit more about Jen. In her new role as national lead for EDC's Women in Trade strategy, Jennifer Cook hopes to inspire women entrepreneurs to dream big, be daring, and take on the world. 
Jennifer's knowledge is enriched by her own entrepreneurial experience, as well as previous international experience working in the U.S., the U.K., and Mexico. I am so happy to have you on the show here today. I think that this is such an important dialogue for us to dive into. And what you say around um, unlocking the untapped potential and empowering more women-owned and led businesses to go, grow, and succeed globally will have an outsized outsized impact on the Canadian economy. I couldn't agree more. It's like music to my ears. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So to start off, I shared a little bit about what EDC and Export Development Canada is. um, But could you share, go a little bit deeper for us and share how EDC works with entrepreneurs directly? Sure, Komal. It's, uh, it's, it's great to be here and, and, and talk to you about this. It's something that's super uh, important and important to me personally as well. So in simple terms, Export Development Canada is like Canada's export ba- bank. We like to call ourselves the international risk experts. It's our job and our passion to take on risks so that Canadian companies and entrepreneurs can take on the world with confidence. So What that comes down to is we're a financial crown corporation, so owned 100% by the government of Canada, but we operate pretty independently. And what we were created to do is to help Canadian companies of all sizes, from the micro, small, medium size, and even very large Canadian companies, to go and succeed through international business and trade beyond our borders. So we do that by providing them with everything from knowledge, financing solutions, equity, uh, risk mitigating insurance, and connections um, to help them go global and to to facilitate their growth internationally. We also will provide financial solutions to global companies, which will help facilitate introductions that we can make for Canadian companies here at home to opportunities abroad. And super important to note is that we work with companies in all sectors and all industries. We support traditional exporters, but also service-based companies and companies that sell into global supply chains, companies that want to grow and make their mark in global markets. That's wonderful. And when, should, when and why should entrepreneurs start thinking about exporting and, and what could that look like for various industries? Well, you know, what we're trying to promote here at EDC, Komal, is the idea of, of, you know, a trade culture in Canada. To put it bluntly, exporters do it better. And it's really true. So because we have such a relatively small domestic population here in Canada, exploring new markets and growing beyond our borders has always been, um, I, I guess, compelling for a country that's as diverse and globally minded as Canada. But unfortunately, Canadian companies aren't really taking advantage of the benefits of exporting as much as they could be and that they should be, to be honest. Um, Statistics have shown us that exporters perform better than non-exporters for lots of different reasons. Um, To start with, exporters tend to specialize their production. They can benefit from economies of scale. Um, They will build relationships and learn from foreign consumers and suppliers. And because they face stronger competitive pressures when they're operating in a global marketplace, it really pushes them to make investments and improve their business practices, to be more innovative. Um, More recently, statistics have also been looking at the benefits of exporting to more than one country, you know, meaning diversifying the markets that a company sells to. you know, a lot of Canadian companies will will sell to our neighbors to the south, for example, but 
a recent economic report from the National Bank of Canada showed that the value of exports by companies that ship to more than one country increased by about 55% over the last 10 years, which is three times more than the international sales by companies that do business in only one country. So trade diversification can also be a way to real growth and sustainability for Canadian companies. So we really try and encourage companies to think big from the outset um, and, and to think globally, actually. And when you're seeing companies uh, trying to go global and begin exporting, what are the most significant barriers to exporting and expanding globally? Yeah, you know what? It's... Um, it's an interesting question, and I think certainly, uh, you know, starting your own business to begin with has lots of risks, and then, you know, taking it that step further and thinking um, thinking about taking your business outside of Canada will bring a whole bunch of additional risks. But I think when it comes to barriers, the first thing that it starts with is really mindset and, and action. Um, being an entrepreneur isn't easy and uh, as, as we said you know thinking about taking your business outside of Canada can bring even more risks which which can seem daunting and I think when we think about women we view risk and requirements for success, success holistically so women will consider not just the implications for their business but also for their families and for their lives as a whole but on the flip side growth is an exciting journey for businesses, both big ones and small ones. They look ahead, they they chart a path towards their next milestones and turning big dreams into reality by pursuing their passions. So for some businesses, pursuing growth outside of Canada is a natural progression. And for others, because of um, especially those that are innovating to solve a lot of the world's problems, it's really part of their DNA, part of their raison d'etre. But for many, when they start out, they don't necessarily think big. They start about thinking about their local market or just domestically rather than thinking boldly and thinking of their market as global. It's really only the game changers that are the ones that dare to take that leap of faith and where others see uncertainty, they see possibilities. So it really takes courage and confidence. Um, and by the way, this is why EDC exists, to help them navigate the winding roads to, go to global markets and to guide and encourage them. But if companies only dream and don't put action behind it, nothing will happen. So they need to make choices and take action to turn those dreams into reality. And so really it's about having the combination of the right mindset, the right action plan, and the right people to get them where they need to go. The second thing I know, you know, when it comes to barriers or, or thinking about exporting is, um, is not knowing where to start. And I would just say that exporting is probably easier than a lot of companies think it is. You know, they can start close to home where language and business cultures are similar, get their feet wet with exporting before spreading into other new markets perhaps those where Canada's free trade agreements present huge opportunities for their business. A lot of people probably don't recognize that Canada has um, probably one of the most um, free trade agreements in the world and gives us preferential treatment to a market with 1.5 billion potential consumers around the world, which is huge. Um, so for companies to think beyond North America, there's really many profitable markets that they should be thinking about, which can add stability and reduce risk actually for their business, but also can add an outsized growth. Um, 
moreover, with technologies that are available today, there's more and easier ways to sell abroad. So leveraging tools like the internet can help them reach new customers in new markets more easily. The last thing I would say when it comes to barriers is really ensuring that companies have access to the working capital and the financing that they need to, to expand internationally. They need to make sure that they have enough capital to follow through on their export plans. Um, additionally, beyond financial capital, there's also the aspect of human capital, right? They need to, and entrepreneurs need to think about whether they have the right management team and staff with the skills and the expertise that they need to, to carry out their export plans going forward. So they need to really take an honest look at their financial position, uh, speak to their bank, speak to EDC and BDC, all of whom can help them. So a question I have for you um, is in regards to how, ma- like how many women-led businesses do export. And we shared some statistics off the bat with your uh, bio with sharing that only 16% of Canadian SMEs are majority owned mm-hmm. by women and only 11% of them are exporters. So just statistically, are women less likely to export? And what, uh, what insights can you share to women who may be thinking about going global and are feeling hesitant? Yeah, it's a great question. And like you mentioned, the statistics do show today that women-owned businesses are exporting less. Um, I'm still personally trying to understand this better, but what I've observed in many conversations with women business owners is that I think there's a lot of misconceptions about exporting. For example, that it's only for very large companies or it's only for companies that actually make or manufacture goods and ship them across the border. In fact, it's really not true. At EDC, we're seeing a lot more services companies selling internationally and definitely more and more small companies exporting. Um, Like I mentioned previously, with new technologies and innovations and distribution methods, many companies are now starting as global companies from the get-go. And this is really the trade culture that we want to promote in Canada and especially with women. It's time that we think big and, and we be daring. Um, of course, there's lots of different reasons why women start start businesses. Um, and for some companies, uh, it, it's not necessarily their, their motivation. But for companies that really do want to grow and scale, thinking beyond our borders is really one of the best ways, you know, that they can they can grow their companies. Absolutely. And that's so interesting. You say that of like, there are some businesses that just begin global. And I would say my business is based in the online entrepreneurship space. And when you are an online business, global first kind of make it made the most sense for us. So I never even thought that when you're exporting ideas, that's still in a sense export. Absolutely. And that's exactly it. You know, um, I've met a number of of female entrepreneurs who who are in the services sector, for example, uh, whether that be HR or or accounting services. And um, for some reason, and it comes back to that mindset, there's no reason why they can't necessarily offer those services to customers outside of Canada, right? It's um, And you don't necessarily have to do that with resources here in Canada. Using the, the technologies that are available uh, and that's another barrier I think that women face is, is adoption of technology. Being able to scale using technology is, is really one of the key things that I think women need to consider more and more. Absolutely. And just like you were saying, do you have your financing in place? Do you have the management team in place? It's also that internal infrastructure to scale uh, when it comes to the tech that you have in place, all of the internal functionings that you need for growth and to scale. Absolutely. 
So what special supports are in place um, for women entrepreneurs with to thrive in a global marketplace? Well, I mean, there's tons. And I think, you know, in Canada, women-owned and women-led businesses are, are so fortunate because there are so many resources available. But what I like to talk about first is sort of what EDC is doing in this space. And, um, you know, while we've been supporting women-owned and led businesses for a long time, today more than ever, EDC recognizes the important value of nurturing and really opening more opportunities for women entrepreneurs. We're, we're working quite hard to try and help more women entrepreneurs recognize the opportunities internationally and to take their businesses and to go and to grow and to succeed internationally. So, you know, as you mentioned at the outset, my role at EBC is actually dedicated full time to leading the development and execution of a women in trade strategy for female entrepreneurs in Canada. Um, as a mother of two daughters, a champion for Canadian businesses, and a former entrepreneur myself, the opportunity to support more women to take their companies global is something that really gives me great energy. So one of the key responsibilities that I have in my job is to really understand and work to remove those barriers we were talking about for women entrepreneurs, to provide them with the knowledge and the skills, as well as the financial and risk mitigation tools that they need to be able to expand with confidence. And even more, we want to help women entrepreneurs identify opportunities and provide them the connections to really accelerate their growth. So to do this, EDC has set some bold goals. Uh, we started by earmarking $250 million towards the women's entrepreneurship strategy, which is really capacity that we're adding in our business, uh, making it available on commercial terms to ensure that women-owned and led businesses can export um, that, or sorry, the, that women-owned businesses that do export or have plans to export are aware and can access all the financing and risk mitigation tools that are available. It's our objective to help them really overcome those barriers in obtaining capital for international market expansion. I'm also excited to share that earlier this month, EDC, alongside our Minister of International Trade Diversification, Jim Carr, announced a new $50 million Women in Trade investment program, which is really to provide equity capital specifically designed to help high growth Canadian women entrepreneurs. It's a commitment that complements the rest of EDC's suite of solutions to really serve the needs of women-owned and women-led businesses that are engaged in exporting. And beyond EDC, Canada has a real plethora of resources to support more women entrepreneurs to achieve their goals. We work with many partner organizations, all with the same goal of helping women take their businesses to the next level. And really, I encourage women to take advantage of all these resources that Canada has, both here domestically at home and abroad. Um, we can talk about those now, or, um, you know, really there's, there's organizations like the Trade Commissioner Service and specifically Business Women in International Trade, which is a subset of the, the, the amazing Canadian Trade Commissioner Service who are dedicated to helping women businesses find opportunities internationally. There's also different trade organizations like the Organization of Women in International Trade where women can become members and it's really a global network that can help them develop contacts, they can help them educate themselves and keep up to date. Um, and again, BDC and EDC offer a real variety of financing and advisory services that can help them. So across the country, um, there's many organizations that are here to help provide advice and services specifically to women business owners. 
That's incredible when we when I hear it all listed out like that, and and also seeing the recipients of of the Women Entrepreneurship Fund uh, starting to be announced. I just see myself like fist pumping along with Abigo and all those other companies who are getting this kind of federal support, and it really shows that the you know this agenda is is having tangible impact, and and I'm so excited to see the futures for these companies who who are getting federal support. It's awesome, isn't it? I know it's it, super great. Yeah. <laughs> And it's really wonderful to see also like on a global stage, how we're making this a priority and as a country and that we can be a leader in this space and continue to be. So it's very proud Canadian right here. <laughs> um, before I ask my next question, I, my interest was piqued when you shared a little bit about your own entrepreneurship journey. And I, I wonder what is it like to go from being an entrepreneur to now creating infrastructure for entrepreneurs to succeed? Well, it's it's super interesting because one when you've been an entrepreneur, you sort of get a real feel for what the challenges can be, right? And in my business, um, I was I was a co-founder in a business that um, basically designed and manufactured and and sold in a global marketplace women's accessories, and. What we really learned is that, you know, all those challenges in terms of where do you find a market for your products? How do you find a market? Who's going to represent you? What are the best markets for your product? And by the way, when you're trying to build a brand, especially an international brand, it takes a lot of capital. It takes deep pockets. So I feel like having had that firsthand experience, um, it helps me to relate to women entrepreneurs it uh, brings credibility and and really, um, you know, helps me think through where where we really do need to support them. And being now on the other side of the table at Export Development Canada and seeing the resources that we can offer to help, it's really about how do we get those services into the hands of entrepreneurs as quickly as possible and make them aware of the support that's available for them. One of the things I'm sorry, I, one of the things I'm really proud no. about at EDC uh, of what we can do when we when we understand the capabilities of Canadian companies is leverage the relationships that we have around the world. And this is something that's um, little known about what we do at EDC is we've actually got representation internationally in uh, I think it's close to 25 markets around the world where we're actually building relationships with large multinational companies that buy from Canada that want to buy more from Canada. And through those relationships, we're really learning what they're looking to procure, where they're looking to spend. And we can actually make tangible introductions for for innovative Canadian companies that can meet those procurement needs. And uh, we're trying to measure that. We're trying to measure the impact of the introductions we're making and the business outcomes for Canadian companies. So it's pretty cool. when, you know, for me to to be able to see the impact that we can have in helping Canadian companies actually make trade happen. Absolutely. I find that so inspiring to to just hear from that standpoint that the folks who are helping implement these strategies have that lived experience of entrepreneurship like you do. Because when you when you live this life, you know how complicated, complex, overwhelming it can be. So to know that that the infrastructure is being built by some of those who have that experience is very reassuring to me as well. Well, and it really does. um, It really does 
bring me passion and you know exactly because you know how hard it is right <laughs> you know how hard it is out there and and it's great to know that uh, someone who really gets it has your back and that's what we're here for totally so if a women business owner wants to begin working with EDC today where should they go to get started it's a great question Como at EDC we've um, what we've done is we've try to organize organize ourselves a little bit differently to make it easier for women business owners to connect with us. What we've done is we've developed a squad or, or a team of champions for women, if you will, across the country who are proactively seeking to connect with more women entrepreneurs on the ground to be a resource and a support um, for them for their global growth goals. So we've got a team of account managers out in the across the country um, that are connecting with companies and they want to meet more women business owners and leaders across the country where they are to get to know their companies and to be that trusted advisor and resource for them. We've also set up online resources to help women entrepreneurs specifically to reach out and to benefit from EDC services. For example, we've got our export help hub. Uh, and a team which can answer any questions that women have about exporting, and our exporter outreach team, which is a group of dedicated advisors that will triage their needs and connect them to the right person within EDC to help. So I guess the easiest way is to reach out uh, by visiting our website, which is, uh, we developed a website specifically for women entrepreneurs at edc.ca slash women in trade. Um, They'll see some contact information, they can send us an email or give a call. And uh, one of our trade advisors will talk to them, listen to their needs and connect them with someone on the ground who can get together with them and and further understand their needs and see how EDC can help them. Fantastic. And now my last question for you, which I ask all our guests on Thrive. Um, What's your final piece of advice for women entrepreneurs looking to thrive in a global marketplace? Well, I think it comes down to, you know, starting with that mindset and and thinking big from the outset when you've got big dreams it's really taking action to turn them into reality i'd love to for women to start thinking that exporting is is not as difficult as they think that there's different ways they can get there you know they should know that working with others can make their journey simpler that knowledge and preparation are essential for their success, um, and that finally they don't have to do it alone. There's really a lot of organizations here to help, EDC included. So while I've probably said it already, Komal, it's worth saying again, I believe that every single one of us can generate the intense passion that's, that's essential for success in business and in life, but a lot of us fail to take the next step and take it to the rest of the world with everything we've got. So. My final advice to women entrepreneurs is don't wait. I want them to dream big and be daring and go for it and to take on the world. Thank you so much, Jennifer. I've so loved having you on the show and thank you for sharing all of the information about what's available federally for women entrepreneurs. Thanks so much for having me, Komal. It's it's been a uh, a great chat with you and I look forward to many more. Thank you for joining us this week on the Thrive Podcast, where we help women entrepreneurs start and build thriving businesses. Thank you to the Startup Canada production team, BDC and Scotiabank for helping us elevate women entrepreneurs. Visit startupcan.ca forward slash women to download the playbook Resources for Women Entrepreneurs with a comprehensive list of support for you and your business. And visit startupcan.ca for the latest episodes of the Startup Canada podcast, 
hosted by Rivers Corbett. Make sure to visit CoreSpace, K-A-U-R dot space, to learn to better integrate work, wellness, and impact into your everyday life. Until next time, I'm Gomal Minhas. It's time to thrive.